Hello and welcome to STEM Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Badness and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki and in case you don't know anything about me, I am a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women and men in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto is Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is an award-winning Indian-born composer, guitarist, and producer. He came to the United States at the age of 22 and has since dedicated himself to creative music featuring dynamic ensembles to showcase his inventive and picturesque originals. He's a self-taught musician and has performed extensively at venues ranging from coffee shops to Carnegie Hall. Please join me in welcoming the super talented and my dear, dear friend, Nasher Modi. Welcome to Mixing It, Nasher. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great and ecstatic to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm really stoked to share you and share your music because I am an absolute huge fan. I love everything that you create. I love seeing you live. It's just mesmerizing. So we're going to get right down to it. And my first question for you is, how would you describe your music? Give me your 30-second elevator pitch. Yeah, (laughs) So, I mean, in keeping it really simple, it's jazz fusion, right? Uh, and then if I was to uh, expound a little bit on that, so obviously I've been born and raised in India. I've spent the last 27 years in the United States. So it's been a natural marriage between uh, Eastern music and Western music, and that's really my sound. Awesome. And what about your musical journey? Was it a deliberate direction or did it simply gradually evolve in whatever direction that it found? Because, you know, like jazz fusion with a blend of like Mm -hmm. Indian, you know, aspects is not something that's very common. So, you know, how did this kind of evolve? Yeah, I mean, so it, it, it's been a natural journey, right? I, I didn't force this. Music in my life was something I had to fight for from an early <laughs> onset. Even though my father was a musician, I think growing up in India and, you know, just academics in general, being so competitive, I remember having this conversation with my mother where she was like, I said, hey, I want to be a musician. And she's like, what do you mean? If you don't make him a doctor or an engineer, what are you going to do, starve? And that really stuck with me, you know, and so... As for her wishes, I pursued a academic engineering degree, and that's kind of been something I've been doing in parallel. But I I didn't take classes. I kind of taught myself how to play guitar. It's just been a passion of mine. And then because instrumental music is what I wanted to pursue, I wanted to take on this virtuosic path in accomplishing mastery over an instrument. Obviously, jazz is, you're going to end up there if you kind of pursue this instrumental prowess route with your instrument anyway. But the fact that I came from India, it just became a natural thing that I ended up being in the jazz fusion world, blending Eastern music and Western music. It's very interesting. I've heard several individuals that I have talked to as of late 
have this similar type of background, including myself. I wanted to mm-hmm. do music. That's what I wanted to do growing up. But it was always like, oh, my God, no, you have to get a job. You have to go to college. You have to do this. And it can't be for music. You you have to do these other things. But what's interesting is a lot of right. us found our way, so to speak, kind of blending the two, meshing the two. But then there's also been people that have literally just said, and it's happened in the past two years, you know, maybe COVID was their, their wake up call, if you will. But they're like, you know what? I'm done with my nine to five job. I, I'm, I'm doing music yeah. full time. Have you gotten to that point or do you think you'll ever get to that point? Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, right now, after pursuing this for so long, I've found a balance between the two worlds altogether. Right. And I think it, it's been a great balance for me because my, Escape from the corporate world has been through music. And then my escape from music has also been, you know, a more structured, organized way of uh, working, which I know is kind of may not be a popular thought or, uh, you know, people might find that surprising to hear. But yeah, you know, the two worlds are very different in the way they manifest. And having the structure from like a steady situation and then having the freedom on the other side with the artistic expression. Uh, I feel like I've hit my stride, you know, balancing these two out after, you know, almost doing this for 20 years plus. So that, I feel very comfortable here. I, I don't know. I, I might actually mourn losing either one, you know, at this point. So we'll see. <laughs> well, and who says that you have to give up one or the other, right? I think exactly. that's a right. misconception. Right. We both hear that. You, know, you can't have a career and you can't do music. Well, why not? Who says I can't, yeah. right? Why why can't I do both? And you're certainly doing it. And like I said, I thoroughly enjoy all of the musical creations that you've released. And we're going to talk about some of them. So tell <laughs> us about some of the exciting projects that you've been working on this year. Yeah. So this year has been a lot of fun collaborating and then also my projects, my solo project with my ensemble. But really, the big one that I want to talk about first is, uh, you know, India is celebrating its 75th year of independence. They just, on August 15th, celebrated uh, the 76th Independence Day. And it's been remarkable for me because I had the opportunity of meeting Charu Suri, who I know you know, the tremendous child piano prodigy of Indian descent. We've met her in Rhode Island at one of our showcases and really just Love the way she approached the piano. And again, you know, similar background of mine, Eastern music, blending it with Western music. Uh, she's classically trained. And as we were doing our collaborations, because I'm also performing on her album, it made perfect sense to me or very intuitively that, you know, we should attempt a song, India, that I wrote on my album, Stories from the Years of Living Passionately in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while, and uh, kind of revisited with Ronan Idzik, who's a phenomenal drummer of of Israeli descent, and we kind of did this trio thing, very avant-garde performance, and released it as a single. And I released it on August 7th, the week before Independence Day uh, in India uh, for August 15th, and, you know, I just, it's been really heartwarming how people have responded to that single. So super excited about that one. And then in addition to that, I'm also releasing my own album. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I don't know if you've heard it or not, but, uh, you know, everybody's kind of like... I have heard it. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. It recently made the jazz's 
Magazine, Editor's Choice, Playlist, and again, you know, they've got Joey Alexander, Wayne Shorter in in those 10 songs that they've picked for the playlist. So it's, we're really in uh, excellent company out there. Absolutely awesome. And I want to share India with everyone. So we are going to play for our listeners. So it's a perfect spot for us to pop this in. So everyone, this is India by Nasher Modi.
your music is always mesmerizing, and that is no exception whatsoever. It's very transformative to me. I find that there are certain pieces of music and certain, I don't want to say genres of music, but musical blends, if you will, that I, when I listen to them, it, it transforms me to another place, right? I, I also, you know, get that sense from you even when I see you perform live, because I have seen you perform live and me more friends. We have gotten together in various other places yes. too, so... You're, you're welcome. It's truly mesmerizing. It's very unique. It's very different. And I just absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And I can certainly <laughs> see why everyone has been embracing that song in and of itself. So very, very happy for you. Thank you so much, Nikki. That it means the world to me. And, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of yours and everything you do. So you getting this feedback from you is, I, I greatly appreciate it. Ah. Uh. Love you, love you, love you, love you. <laughs> the album that's coming out, hopefully, I, you know, my fingers crossed, at the end of this year uh, or in the fall, is called A Love Song. And that's more your typical jazz fusion, uh, predominantly Western influences. And uh, it's, it's the same ensemble as my last album, except for the drummer. So Ronan Itzik, the same uh, drummer on India, uh, was working with him on this album. And it's just been great. I really feel the ensemble found their balance with this album. I, I'm so, so excited because, uh, you know, our dear friend Brian Sargent is the one who's mixing the album, recorded at Bunker Studio in Brooklyn. And now it's, it's I just handed it off this week for mastering. So we're hoping that the album's going to be ready and then, you know, we have to go through all the post-production and get it out there. But uh, really, really happy with the way this album has come out. Backstory on this album is, as you know, Nikki, I came back into Manhattan. You know, we bought a home here. We're settling down again after a little hiatus uh, in, into Westchester. And, uh, you know, it's been like a coming home experience for me over the last two years because when everybody was leaving New York City uh, during the pandemic, my wife and I were just too crazy. She said, we're heading back into the city. <laughs> and so, you know, that was a very fertile ground for my for inspiration. I'm writing all these tunes. And uh, so a love song is not only a love song because I feel I'm coming home, but also a love song thinking about, you know, when I first came to New York City and the transition I've made through the you know past 25, 27 years into where we are today. It's, uh, it's kind of like a very like grounding expression. Oh, I absolutely love that. Love that. Are you going to have any type of CD release party or album release party where you're going to play your yeah. music? Yeah, so, so actually in early October, we're, we're doing a performance, going to do the material from the new album. I, I think it's not going to be the CD release. I will have one after that, but... Uh, I just want to, you know, get out there with the ensemble of the short story that I'm going to turn 50 this year. Uh, so it's been 50 years Ooh. of pursuing music, right? Doggedly, my wife, she's always more enthusiastic about celebrating birthdays than I am and wants to do it with people. And so she's been on me because we're doing something fun for her birthday as well. And I said, well, what would I really enjoy to do on my birthday? And making music with my friends was the first thing that came to mind. So so that's what this performance is going to be in early October. And it's October 9th. I very fortunately shared my birthday with John Lennon. So that's how we're going to be celebrating. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. Well, you're going to have to keep me in the yeah. 
Of course, of course. I, in fact, I'm just negotiating with uh, the venue and we're just closing up, uh, finalizing the deal. But what, what we're doing is, which is also pretty unorthodox, is we're printing out an off-Broadway uh, theater and we're going to fill it and bring our friends and make music. So it's going to be a lot of fun. My goodness. Nah, sure. You better keep me in the loop. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> And, and I would Everybody, go to New York in early yeah. October and support yeah. us. Yes, yes, yes. We want our our listeners to go. Right? We want we want them to be aware. But that's right. You know, no, we won't let we 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 don't want people to crash your party. But I will crash. Oh no, your party. please do. If you're in the area, come definitely. You you're getting an invite, so don't even don't even uh, think twice about not attending. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, this is a great place for us to take a short break for a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is Tim from Front Range Radio, and we'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on The Sim Radio. Front Range Radio, playing a variety of indie music, a 24-7 music festival for your ears. You can find Front Range Radio at frontrangeradio.net. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network and my awesome guest, Nasher Modi. Nasher, obviously, <laughs> New York is an inspiration. India is an inspiration. I know you have a lot of jazz musicians that you you probably have inspired you and so on and so forth. But, I mean, really, who are yeah. some of your musical influences, if you will, that you draw from when you create? I feel like the bug bit me to pursue the guitar when I heard Aldi Miola. When I first heard him, I was, there was, you know, we used to have cassettes at that time. <laughs> I completely, I remember uh, my parents got divorced when I was uh, uh, 18 years old. And I remo- remember that I snuck that cassette with me as we left the home because I wasn't leaving with my father. I was taking it with me as I left with my mother. And so, you know, I, I, I remember that album had such a big impact on me. You know, it's, uh, through the years, it's been everybody from obviously Miles Davis, Coltrane, uh, you know, John McLaughlin. Uh, and then I kind of was pretty immersed in rock music. And then finally, when I came to the States, I, I was meeting these world-class musicians uh, firsthand and got to play with them and really uh, had amazing a journey as I started learning my craft, you know, because I am self-taught. But I think in, in hindsight, looking back, you know, after, you know, 50 to 70 compositions, I find that people, places, and feelings uh, really are my main inspirations, you know. And, and I, was, I was actually surprised by that because I didn't think places uh, had that much of an impact I, or had registered with me. But when I looked at all the songs I've written, got a, a song, Mystic, on this new coming album, Harlem is another song. India, obviously, we just talked about. But the Shwabaka's Landing is another place in Wyoming. Uh, you know, just like one after the other. I feel like I found that I've named a lot of my songs after places. So, yeah, I must be getting inspired by places. And then people, obviously, uh, you know, that's that shouldn't surprise anybody. And then feelings, you know, feelings like being home, feeling comfortable, feeling being in love, those kind of things. That, that inspires me. And I would say yes. I mean, it's very similar to some of the things that I use, people, places, things. I use movies, books, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I have some of those rock influences, if you will, of course. But always awesome, always fun. As a composer, and this is 
a question that I actually ask all of my songwriters and all of my composers. So you do primarily compose mm-hmm. instrumental music. Um, that is really yep. all that you you compose. Composition tips or tricks that maybe you might want to share with anyone who is a budding composer or even a budding songwriter. Is there any tip or trick that you would be willing to to share? Yeah. Of course, I would love to. I, uh, you know, a little known fact about me is when I came to the United States and I, uh, New Jersey, and I was doing my postgraduate studies, and, and the way the system worked was they set you up in a dorm for 10 days and then you got to move out. So you got to find your own accommodation. And, and so, and that was it. So when I came to New Jersey, 10 days back, I had no accommodation. And my roommate at the time was a Romanian guy called Andy, had found a roommate scenario in Newark, New Jersey. And he said, listen, man, the landlord seems pretty cool. You could come and sleep on the floor. And maybe when the room frees up, you can go, you know, live in the room. So I was like, wow, that's great. And so thank you for the opportunity. I'll show up. And I left the country and I had a guitar and a suitcase and that, that was it, right? So I, I came into the house and I, I started rooming there. And unbeknownst to me, that was with the composer of the year from Denmark, Attila Engen, whose home I had walked into. So I will share with you the secret that he kind of imparted on me as, you know, over the next few years as I was living there and kind of he mentored me and so on so forth. So the secret is melody is king, right? You can't mess with that. You, you've got to stay focused on melody. What that means is the melody tells the story, right? And then, you know, your arrangement skills will improve over time uh, and you, you, you can get very sophisticated. Uh, in fact, a love song, on this new album is a two chord song, you know, and, and it has lyrics. It's just G and C. But then the way it has completely opened up on the album, hopefully everybody hears it, uh, it's a pretty sophisticated arrangement. But my uh, insight into composition would be when you write a melody, see if it works over the chord changes and then see if it also works and has the same, imparts the same emotional feeling over a pedal tone. And if you can kind of hit that, if that melody can hit that balance between those two underlying sections, then I think you are, you have a pretty strong start. Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. No, it is. It really is. Because there's a reason why I asked this question. One, I think it's important that we all do our tips and tricks and share and, and spread the knowledge and so on and, and so forth. But I, I also use yeah. it to learn something new, right? You know, I'm also like, hmm, what are they doing? So I, and that's, this isn't something yeah. that somebody has shared previously. So love it. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. I'm happy, Great. happy I could share that too, because not everybody, I don't get asked this question surprisingly at all. So this is, this is a fun, uh, fun tidbit to share. Yes, it is. It is. See, I'm creative. I'm coming up with all these fun questions to like throw at you. So <laughs> you <are>. fantastic. Always. <laughs> Always. Okay. Great spot to share the second song that you brought with you. Could you tell us a little bit about Under a Starlit Sky from your previous album? Yeah. So uh, Under a Starlit Sky, you know, and obviously I'm, going to be 50 years old. I've lived a long life. There's been a lot of stuff happening in my life, but uh, little known after 9-11, I, I stopped performing and recording for seven years. I had to move homes and move from New York and go to Georgia and spend some time in Atlanta. And I had the option to come back to New York and, and I came back literally, you know, put everything in a car and drove up and didn't have accommodation. You know, similar story. I feel like these cycles are repeating in my life. But anyway, 
I was in Central Park. Uh, I was uh, living in a roommate situation with an elderly lady and her elderly dog. Uh, and I still I was so full of hope that I was back in New York, that my life was going to get back on track, etc. that I composed the song Under a Starlit Sky, which really is about hope. And then I put it on my solo guitar album in 2008, and it kind of blew up for me. People all over the world, and I, I think at that time it was Django Radio, were commenting, writing. They thought it was sounded like Jeff Beck. You know, just really, uh, you know, you typically get alerted when people kind of like your song and they write a comment, etc. And uh, I think I had 12,000 comments on that tune. And it, at, at that time, in 2008, 2009, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. So subsequently, when I wow. got an ensemble together, yeah, put it, put it uh, you know, got some real musicians. I said, you know, and Tina's been on me, my wife has been on me to record with the ensemble for a long time. So on the last album, again, you know, we were going through some pretty crazy times in 2020. Uh, I wanted to put the song, which was about hope, uh, into the album. So, you know, did it with the ensemble, and I thought it really came out good, too. It did. I listened to it. I love it. We are going to play it for everybody. This is Under a Starlit Sky by Nasser Modi.
like I said, I absolutely love it. And you know what I love about this song? It is actually a completely different vibe than India. I mean, yes. it's, it, it really, really is. And that is one of the things, again, that I really, really, really love about, like, seeing you vibe and listening to you. No, I'm, I'm being serious because... Uh, no, I'm, no I'm, I'm taking you seriously. I, I'm really, I'm, I, I love that you love, you know, you love my music. It means the world to me. You know, I mean, I'm really, really picky. Really, really picky. You can ask some of our <laughs> friends. I'm very, very picky. Mm-hmm. I'm very selective with what I listen to because if something is yeah. cookie cutter, if you will, and I will say cookie cutter, yep. cookie cutter, boring. There's absolutely no thought that's gone into like the melody. And yes, I write some of those songs, but at the same point in time, I also try and at least elevate with maybe a little bit more lyrical aspects or things like that. But for me, myself, I yep. do need to be excited or interested when I listen to music. It's one of the reasons why literally I I try and stay clear from some of like the regular um, pop channels and things like that on the satellite radio, you mm-hmm. know, when I'm in my car, I'm, I've always got it on like alt nation because every single song is different from the next and they don't do a lot of repeat music. And it's very important yeah. because otherwise I get bored very, very quickly. I do. I get it, to me, it's just like, okay, it's the same old thing over and over again. And that is one of the things that I absolutely love about your music is it is again, it's, it, it, it's different. You bring the listener in right from the beginning and you have all these unique arrangements where I'm like, Oh, wow. He went there, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm being blatantly <laughs> yeah. honest with it because it it really is something, and it does take a special talent to do that. So this is me telling you, Thank you, know, you so, so much. proud of yeah. what you yeah. you put out, and so proud to be your friend and 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 know you and I know. And Nikki, I, I, I think awesome. this, you know this is the highest accolade that I could expect. I mean, I know you, we're friends. Uh, I I know you wouldn't be uh, BSing me if this wasn't the case. So I I truly appreciate. It all the kind words and sentiments. My absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. All right. <laughs> Before we sign off, anything else you would like to share with our listeners? What's on tap next six to 12 months? We know the album's coming out, the new one, sometime, yep. but we don't yep, have yep. an exact date yet. So we'll look for that. But I, we talked about the performance, mm-hmm. any other performances that you might have. And then, you know, where can they find you on social media? Because obviously that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, let me, I'll just quickly uh, talk about some of the other projects I've been working on this year. So uh, Charu's on uh, India. And so I also had the privilege of performing on her album called Rather Than Waltzes and it's you know it's got a stellar uh, cast of musicians you know Joe Lasty from uh, uh, New Orleans fame Denise Fink Philip uh, Weimann Justin Lee it's produced by Grammy winning producer Lonnie Park Uh, that album is coming out September 2nd if I'm not mistaken Uh, and we're doing a Carnegie Hall performance 
in support of that uh, November 18th. So I'm really excited to be playing with those amazing musicians uh, and Charu again, right? It's, it's been a real, real pleasure getting to know her and performing with her, recording with her. And then I'm also playing on Grant Malloy Smith's uh, Christmas album, which, you know, I, this, this was a surprise for me. And he put, he asked me and I'm performing on a song called In the Bleak Midwinter, uh, which, which was a lot of fun to do with him. His album called The Christmas Heart, I believe is coming out in December. I'm also doing a track, a single with Masa Takumi, again, a common friend of ours, Nikki, uh, which is a world music kind of track. It's just been fun collaborating with somebody in Japan and we're doing this whole thing remotely. So I guess the pandemic did bring <laughs> some, some, some pros to the whole scenario where we all became very comfortable working remotely. And then uh, finally, I also uh, performed on a Copus Multimedia, again, friends of ours, Wendy Dumas, uh, Royal Kent, on their uh, single Fillmore uh, from their new vinyl release called The Dilemma. So a lot of, lot of great music, had a chance to collaborate with amazing musicians. And as it relates to my social media, it's my name, nashramodi.com is the website. And then pretty much at nashramodi is the handle for... Uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's at Nashimori Music and Facebook, but uh, that'll pretty much get you uh, get you on my presence everywhere online. Awesome, and it's N-O-S-H-I-R-M-O-D-Y in case you're looking for the spelling. Yep. Awesome, I'm so excited to hear of all these projects that you're working on. It's absolutely fantastic. I will be looking and listening for all of those. Always love it when we have all these fun collaborations. So very excited for you. Nasher, I want to thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. It has been an absolute pleasure. Congratulations again on India. Looking forward to the new album. Can't wait for that to come out. I'm really excited to hear it because I know it's going to be fantastic. So with that, everyone, thank you for tuning in to Mixing It. On behalf of all of us at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.